Okay. Hello. Hello. This is the start of our first podcast, guys. So, uh, my name is Chris, and this lovely lady here is Chloe, and this is a Point of View. So, our very first podcast episode, what do you <laughs> want to talk about? Uh, well, we're, we should tell why we're doing the podcast, how we came up with it. Uh, how did we come up with it? This has been an idea brewing for a long time. So was it like two years ago? Probably. We were we were watching something. I know we were watching something. It was at least a year ago we were really focused on looking at equipment and looking at this and that, which we never ended up do, doing, but... Yeah, save money. so yeah we decided that uh on november 20th 2020 we're gonna start our very first podcast episode but we fell asleep so so here we are november 21st (laughs) happy birthday rashad (laughs) um so yeah we uh we came up with the, the point of view concept Simply because, you know, Chloe saw things differently that enlightened me and I saw things differently that enlightened her. And Chloe and I come from literally two completely different opposite sides of the nation. That is the United States of America, which in today's world, people can see that we are not so united. Well, at least we have a better president elect now. So there's hope. You might have offended some people. Okay? I don't care who I offended. If you voted for Trump, sorry, don't listen to our podcast because you probably won't like anything we have to say. Maybe, maybe not. I don't really care about that. I'm just, I'm just throwing out there. I'm one of those people that I, I like. I like to see both sides before I come to a baseline conclusion. Uh, straddle the fence, if you will, for some people. No, but we we did grow up very differently. I lived in rural Alaska in Prince of Wales Island, and Chris is from North Carolina, and so we've just noticed, like, talking about things, watching movies, watching shows, seeing different things, being an interracial couple together, all those kinds of things have sort of made us have some points of view on things, and... um, we wanted to talk about it. I think when we originally were coming up with the idea, it was heavily based in like cultural differences of the yeah. way in which we were raised and grew up and learned things, and kind of some of the ways that, like, over the last several years, I've seen things differently and have changed my perspective on a lot of things as well. I've learned to listen more than just literally project the, oh, well, they don't like me because I'm black type thing. Um, And they know nothing about me, which sometimes is true, but sometimes it's really not. And so, you know, it's easier to, for me, I'm not going to push any of my personal beliefs or values on anyone else, but for me, it has become easier to listen before I pass any, uh, I don't know, extra statements or judgment on a situation. Yeah, I think uh, in the beginning it was a lot of you had your opinion about something and because I've never seen it or been through it, I would say things along the lines of, well, maybe it's not this or, well, maybe it's not that. And... Just my own ignorance has changed a lot. What would you say, like, that... What steered you in the direction of, like, maybe I should just open my eyes and my ears a little more to what I don't think it was... I mean... I don't think it was necessarily... I wouldn't phrase it as opening my eyes and ears more. Like, I was listening listening to you and I was seeing things happen. It was more about just learning the history and learning 
how these things have been a part of black families for generations and just the way in which things differ a lot compared to a white family and a black family growing up in a household. And so, yeah, sure, I had to open my ears to listen to that, but it wasn't like I was unwilling to listen to that. It was more of just like I needed to learn it because no one's ever taught it to me before. And I've never been around it. And I didn't grow up in a place where it was a issue, I guess. Which sounds really ignorant, but when you live in a small town with not a lot of people and everything's the same every day and you graduate high school with all the same people that you started kindergarten with <laughs> it's just kind of like nothing changes definitely didn't happen where everybody I'm from. knows everybody's business nothing changes and it's just the same thing for 18 years you know what is craig alaska like you know for people who could if you had to describe it because i'm telling you right now it wasn't necessarily a culture shock for me when i first went but it was pretty, uh, oh, this is a town town for me. Town town? Like, I just, <laughs> like, I, when you told me Craig, Alaska, no, that's not what you told me. When I said, where are you from? Are you from Alaska? You said, yeah, I'm from Prince of Wales Island. I said, there's, a, there's an island called Prince of, like, where is, she's like, I'm from Craig. And then I was like, she said, yeah, she said, I'm from Craig. And I said, like, from the movie Friday, Craig? Craig and Day Day? She said, no, there's, there's an island called Craig, Alaska. And I laughed. There's not an island called Craig, Alaska, but there's a town. There's yes, a town. I Craig, apologize. Alaska. It's Craig, Alaska. Yeah. And so, in my mind, I'm like, oh, snap. I'm dating somebody who's from a rural area. She don't know shit. Well, I guess but she know me, a lot. I guess for me, it was just, for one thing, there were... There's basically no black people that live there. Maybe a couple. There was one person in my school for a short period of time, and he left. Um, and, but there was a, you know, it's a native island, so it's predominantly native. Mm-hmm. So being mixed in with a lot of native people and having best friends that were native growing up, um. I guess that was part of my reasoning that I just never really noticed a difference because it was just like, well, half my school's Alaska Native mm. and the other half's white, so there's not a whole lot of there's not a whole lot of in between. And um you know, we learned about like Alaska Native history, but even still like today I talk with some of my friends and especially one of my best friends and she's constantly educating me and I'm constantly learning new things and reading articles that she sends me and um, just even about the native history and about the way that they're mistreated on their own land. Mm -hmm. And when you grow up as a kid, you don't see all that when you're white. And so here I was being mixed in with a bunch of native kids and I just thought, oh, this is normal. Like, this is how this is. Like, I live in a native area. It's not, it's not an issue for me. And, but I wasn't around black kids and I didn't have any black friends Mm -hmm. until I was a teenager and I went to a summer program in Anchorage Mm -hmm. and I met a lot more diverse people and became friends with them and started learning things um, slowly. But it really took until... Honestly, it really just takes until... Personally, if you... If you don't have black friends, it's really hard to, like, fully understand Mm. the culture. Because you don't have that... You don't have someone that's just like, oh, well, we did this or, oh, well, we did this. And sure, you can have a conversation with someone. But when you have black friends, like you learn over years, you learn things. And I mean, pers- like, quite honestly, I probably have my friends like Ashley and Mia to thank before I met you. At least I had some understanding of the culture. Mm-hmm. 
and some understanding on how to act. Did it ever throw you off about like you know the interactions that black people would have with each other, and then the interactions they would, that they would have with like other people who weren't black, like in a different setting? What do you mean? Like, uh, like they would like you go to a barbecue and see a bunch of black people together and how they act, and then they go somewhere else and just they act completely and totally different. I think I learned that mostly when I was with you. Oh. I don't think I learned that until I was with you. And I've seen you act different in a lot of different scenarios. And I questioned you about that. Mm -hmm. I was like, how come we went here and you said this, but like when we're at home, you say this. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of just learning some of that. Um, I mean, my girlfriend's on my girlfriend, so we're doing stuff together and we're just kind of being our own kids ourselves and not really concerned with everybody else. Right. but I think I think for me, like the moment actually the moment I realized that I had a lot of learning still to do was fairly early on in our relationship. Mm-hmm. When we went to Fred Meyer or something, wasn't it Fred Meyer? And the security guard was oh, like Oh yeah. Yeah. Security, like Chris and I are walking through Fred Meyer, and the security guard looks straight at me only and is like, Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you guys having an okay night? And And I I was just like, And this is like in the store, it's not just like outside of the store. Which Fred Meyer was was that? We're in Anchorage, Alaska, uh, by the way. Muldoon. Muldoon. We're in the Fred Meyer Muldoon. And he's a bigger white guy, security guard. And he looked, yeah, he looks right at Chloe and said, You okay? Y'all having a good night? And I chuckled and kept walking. And I asked Chris after we walked away, I was like, what was that about? He was like, we'll talk about that later. (laughs) It was one of those moments. It was just like, it was like I knew, but I I guess I wasn't expecting it. And I think that's, I think for me, like, that's my biggest, that was like my biggest point of ignorance is like, I just have such an open mind as is. And when I moved to Anchorage, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like one of the most diverse cities in the country. Really? And so I was like, surely like there can't be that many, there can't be that many issues. Like every other person you see is a different culture. Like how, yeah. how I could mean, it really I, be? I worked at, I worked at one of at the time, it was ranked in the nation as the most diverse high school in America. Uh, shout out to West Anchorage High School. Uh, they got that award two years, a row, two years in a row, and then East got it. Well, there's what? When I started working at Providence and they were talking about cultural diversity and stuff, they did this whole thing and they talked about there's 98 different languages spoken within the Anchorage School District. Yep. And I was like, 98 different languages? 98. That's crazy. And so I guess when you move to a place like that and you see every different, every person is different and you don't even, you can't even tell mm-hmm. what cultural background people are from you all know. the time because you just don't know. And so when I got with you, it was like, sure, I've seen things in movies and I've, you know, heard about this, that, or the other, but it was like, I'm just, I was just ignorant and I never thought that I'd have to experience it. And so when I experienced it so early on in our relationship, mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, this is crazy. It's, it's wild. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, growing up in North Carolina, I just, it was just there. It was enormousy, like how you deem working, uh, working with, being with, like around native kids, and because it was native island, that's normacy. That was the normacy for you. For me, uh, it was don't go over there. Make sure you're in this neighborhood by this time. Um, there is a reason uh, that saying about the black household, you know, be home before the streetlights come on, because you know, police would ride around. They see you out. You was automatically selling drugs. No idea you're walking home late from wrestling practice and your dad couldn't pick you up or your mom couldn't pick you up. But you live right behind the school. So it's not a big deal for you to walk home. Right. But because you got a hoodie on and a backpack, police roll up. Hey, where are you supposed to be? I was like, I'm heading home. You know, to have those type of conversations and 
be be like, hmm, if I run, I know I'm going to lose them because I know I'm not going straight home. Right. You know, there's hide behind the houses, make sure they look in the house, and then you go to the house, and then you get home. Once you're home, it's like, I don't care what they're looking for now. They're not going to find me. Uh, I would say Fayetteville... Fayetteville, North Carolina definitely taught me how to adapt, um, how to be where I'm at in the moment. And I think that's, you know, something you saw from me early on in my relationship. I, where I am is where I'm, is who I'm going to be. I've never really presented myself to much of anybody. As my mom would say, it's like a representative. So, you know, when you go to grandma's house, you just, you act a certain way. You know, when you at home, you you cooling. You know what your parents expect of you. You know what they're going to trip over, what they're not going to trip over. Uh, but when you go to your parents' friend's house, I don't know what that's going to look like. So, you know, it's, to me, it's, I'm on my best behavior. When I went to my, uh, when we, me and my sister would go to my aunt's house, we knew we couldn't sit on the furniture. Like, the kids just weren't allowed on the furniture. <laughs> we sat on the floor. We ate on the floor. It was cooling. Like, you know, it was all love for us. It's, we was playing, I don't want your little dirty butts on my couch. All right, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I go to other people's houses. You know, kids go outside. They play. They wash their hands. They eat. They sit on the couch. I was like, oh, okay. This is interesting. So that's one. That's probably one of my best lessons that I've learned, not only from like for myself, but like my dad taught me. It's like, you got to learn how to adapt, son. You got to get up. You'll be all right. You got to figure it out. And that's just what I do. Yeah. So, but... What I learned uh, that I thought was very interesting about you is we are not so different, yet one and the same, though, you know, we're different in culture. Like, you grew up in a single-parent household. I grew up in a single-parent household. And that's what I was just going to say is I think there is, there's definitely something to say for the way in which you were raised and how you grew up that really shapes how you are as an adult and what I mean by that is you know I grew up with this with a single mom we didn't live in a big fancy house we didn't get to have everything we wanted and I'm not saying that everybody did but I think when you're in those households where you have two parents and you get a car for your 16th birthday that your parents bought you or you or get this saved or up that. to buy you like. right or something <laughs> like that like there's just there's kind of this expectation of like you have stuff and so when other people can't have it you don't understand that because mm. your normal is that you get it and you have it versus having to work for it yeah and so when you have to work towards something and figure it out for yourself you learn a lot more. And I'm not saying that these people will never learn anything. I'm just saying that it's different. I don't think, well, I'll say you're one, you're very, you're very correct about that. You know, it's just, it's very different. So when there are a lot of people out there working hard for what they have and what they've earned versus things that they've inherited, um, I've worked with those kids. You know, I've worked with those kids uh, who, you know, went off and worked hard and they came back and said, like, oh, man, you got a new truck. I was like, yeah, you know, I spent, I uh, worked all summer for it, so this is mine. I was like, cool. And then there's those kids, uh, primarily white, some Hispanic, some black, depending on what your parents do, that show up and, oh, my dad bought me this car. Do you even know how to change the oil on this BMW? <laughs> Man, it's what my parents are for. Mm. I'm afraid for those type of kids. Yeah, I think I think there's that difference. But speaking of, just for fun, what was your first car? My very first car? Mm-hmm. And how much did you pay for it? Okay, so, mm, sidebar. <laughs> my very first car that I paid for was a 2003 silver Chevrolet Impala. I spent six grand on it. Dang. Balled out uh, for your first car. Oh, no, no, no. That was definitely... uh, I remember that. Uh, I can tell you, uh, I got approved for six grand. Uh, I put down $102 because that's all I had in my account. (laughs) 
And I got, I drove off with the car and they said, your car payment is going to be, uh, uh, one, one ninety five a month with an APR rate of 18.95%. Damn. I had two full-time jobs at the time I worked at the Anchorage school district. So yes, when I bought my very first car, I was old. Now, if you're asking me what the car I drove in high school that my daddy had owned and just gave to me because he bought a new one and I didn't have to pay for it. Okay. Okay. Was a 1989 Chevy Caprice silver, all white, navy blue interior. It was classic. I had okay. like, feel okay. like 15 people in that car. There we go. <laughs> but I had to change the, I had to change my own oil on that car that my daddy gave me. Okay, and I had to change the tires on that car when I had a flat, and I had to change the battery on that car when I had to change. So, and my dad taught me how to do that. Uh, the only thing I didn't do was change the brakes, but I had to learn how to do that. I won't say I ever changed the oil, but I was taught how to check the oil and make sure it's good and when it needed to be changed. So, I question that because when I got with you, and uh, <laughs> I, mean, I started. I started investing Look, in you a little more. In my adult I said, years, why does your car sound like that? A once a year oil change is good enough for me. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, so when I met Chloe, she had this cool little zip zip car is what I called it. She had a, a Volkswagen Rabbit. Now, mind you, it's German engineered and they run forever. And yeah, you could probably go like five, six months without changing the oil change, changing the oil in the car. Listen. This woman did not change the oil in this car for a whole year in like two months. Yeah. It started making funny noises. And so I was like, let me get the oil changed. And then it was just smooth. I was like, oh, okay. What else didn't she do? Look, the tires were naked. I was like, just bald tires around here? It was all kinds of stuff, but it was cool. I actually liked that little car. I wish you could have seen my very first car. What, the Cavalier? Yep. I know what kind of car you drove. I can see it. A 91 maroon Chevy Cavalier. Two door. Two doors. Heavy as hell. That's why she slammed shit, y'all. Let me tell you. Chloe <laughs> Those slammed, doors okay, were so heavy. Ask anybody. Chloe, she, we just got a new car. Chloe just got a new car, right? And she got a nice little car. It's a, 20, it's a 2020, right? The one I just got? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a 2020. You know what I'm saying? Small SUV is cool. And she put something in the back. You know, I'm in the driver's seat getting ready to go. She said, oh, I'll put it in the back. It's like, okay. And she slams the, I mean, boom. I was like, damn. It's like the whole car rattle. What you doing? No, it's not my fault that they make these little paper cars these days, okay? <laughs> Just slam and shit. I'm like, yo, you going to break your windows. Look, so the Cavalier, I could have rolled the shit and I would still be alive because it would just still be in one piece. <laughs> yeah, I do miss my Caprice. Side note, I'm planning on buying me one. Buying me another one when I get some more money. I don't know why, but I'm going to get one. i fix it up and it's just going to be cool. And, and it's hard to ride. it was a stick shift. I had to learn that. You learn, or oh, you know how to drive stick. That mm-hmm. was... A learning experience. Oh, cause, sure. oh, so you had a, a metal death trap and it was stick shit? Look, my mom tried to teach me how to drive that car. All we did was argue and yell at each other. And Dude. Her, her boyfriend at the time took me out for like one hour and I learned how to drive it. <laughs> you, you and your mom get along? Let the yeah, people me and know. my mom get along. Let the people know how you and your mom. Me and my mom are really close. Y'all tight? Yeah. Are y'all tight like spandex or y'all tight like friends? There's a difference. I mean, I don't really know if I want to be tight like spandex with my mom, but <laughs> sure, we're tight. <laughs> what else? Uh, oh, man, what else we talk about? We talk about so much all the time. Let's talk about, when, oh, the point of view concept, uh, going back to that, honestly, is, is just really uh, when we, uh, what we watch? When they see us. That's when... That's you when, haven't watched that yet. Girl, get you some Kleenex. <laughs> yeah, ladies should get some Kleenex. Hey, fe- fellas should get that too. There was some definitely yeah. tear-jerking moments for me, but I ain't really shed no tears like that. Call it my man exterior. 
But yeah, I think that's also when we started really talking about the podcast and the point of views and how I view things. And like when I read me, when I read into the social media and watch the news stuff, I don't really comment too much, but I do take a hearing to, you know, what they're tell what they're presenting to me. I don't tell, you know, what people are telling me, but what they're presenting to me, you know, I choose to take a listen and understand, um, because they're either teaching you something or trying to force something else down your throat. But side note, when when we watch When They See Us, um, I wasn't at all shocked at what I was looking at. And to look over at my queen and, you know, she's just the first episode. She's just like tearful instantly. At what was going on, I was like, "Are you okay?" She's like, "Are we gonna have to, you know, if we have kids together, are we gonna have to talk to them about that?" I'm like, "Yeah," and she just started bawling. What was that like for you? I'm gonna cry if we get all into it now, but which we'll we'll discuss. We'll do we'll do an episode on something like that, but later, just yeah. in general. There had been a couple other things as well that we'd seen on TV and those moments we had discussed about our future kids and the conversations that we're going to have with them and the conversations that we had that differed growing up. Um, and that's that's kind of like what we just said before. It's yeah. like those those conversations and the differences in in what our parents taught us kind of made us have this idea for this podcast. Yeah. And so, um, really, I think it's just more of, like, such an educational moment, but just all I could do was just, like, think about how my heart was just breaking that, like, every black family has had this same conversation. And I'm just like, that's so messed up. Well, you know. It's so messed up. I mean, we have the con- black households have the conversation. Even black households with with money have the conversation. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's I know and it's that. like you know, with today everything going on, like everybody's like, I'm not gonna say everybody because there are select white people out there that choose not to even pay attention or believe it or even see or acknowledge that you know, people who become police officers have a bias and they target select uh, ethnicities, if you will. Uh, for certain crimes, um, i.e., you know, back in the 80s and the 90s, uh, it was like crack cocaine, stuff like that. And they were locking black people up left and right. Uh, but no one offered to send them to a drug rehab. They was like, you know, we're going to lock you up. But now that opioids and cocaine are hitting the streets of 16-year-old white kids... And, and 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 white males and females it's like oh i have a problem i need rehab not jail so it's interesting to see the difference um and it is quote unquote a learning experience but you know all bullshit aside they not i think the powers that be knew exactly what they were doing when they were doing it it just happened to hit uh their granddaughter's house uh and they said well we got to do something else because i don't want my grandbaby in jail but that's just how I feel about it. Yeah. I can't speak for anyone else. You well, know. that's kind of how people have been with COVID. It's like until their family member dies or until they get it, they don't want to believe it's an issue. That's more along the lines of select parties, uh, of political views, and um, select uh, ethnicities that are uh, non-brown. <laughs> that's true, too. Okay, so I, I definitely think, you know, there aren't too many brown and black people that don't believe it exists. I, mean, I know, I and mean, most of them are the most fearful, which is rightly yeah. so, because of and all the aspects of healthcare that they don't receive equally. So, yeah. but I've talked to some black people and brown people. Said, like, man, I don't believe that shit. I was like, why are you wearing a mask? I was like, because I need some apples from the grocery store. It's not a big deal. And you put the mask on, keep it moving, like. I don't really believe it. Oh, okay. And I don't dig into that. But the fact that they, what I heard was, even though they don't believe it, they're willing to put the mask on to go somewhere. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I think that's definitely a difference. I also think like, 
you know, when it comes to like point of views, like I think about like where we're at right now. Um, and what I mean by that is like in, in 2020 in times, um, the entitlement yeah. that that certain people like just have um there's there's just a difference like that I notice like versus when I'm at work and what I wear to work versus like when I just go to the grocery store and I don't have to work on a Saturday. Right. The amount of help I get when I'm in the middle of my work week versus what I don't even get acknowledged. Yeah, that's right. fine. That's super fine. But it's whatever. So, how's 2020 been? And that, I think, just going back to that really quick, though, Uh I'm not going to take that away from you being, like, racially profiled or anything like that. However, I think that there is, like, (laughs) such a weird thing, because I've even noticed that about myself. Like, if I go to the store in leggings and a hoodie and I'm just buying some cup of noodles, Mm -hmm. no one really cares. But if I go in, especially when you go into like retail stores, mm-hmm. there's a big difference there. If you look like you have money to spend, they want to help you because they want to. They want you to spend money. If you don't really look like you have money to spend, they might say, "Are you finding everything okay? All right, whatever." Carry I've on. definitely noticed that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even in my nice, you know, my nice hood. I think we kind of witnessed it today. We was out shopping today. You know, just browsing, didn't did some impulse buying, and everybody's like, "Hey, oh, can we guys help you with anything?" You know, we look like we had some money to spend. I look nice, some jeans, a nice hoodie. Well, in the area we're in too, of well, course. Yeah, we're in right now. We decided to do a getaway for our, our honeymoon anniversary. Um, anniversary. I'm sorry, honeymoon. <laughs> we're supposed to get married next year this time, so be on the lookout for that podcast on wedding day you might just hear stuff we probably won't even speak much um (laughs) uh, so how's your 2020 been so far chloe like from your perspective you know we moved last year 2020 has been rough from january 1 2020 january started out good we were in a new place we were getting settled it's your birthday month i got a job you got a job after a couple months of being here and having difficulties with that. And so things were kind of looking more on the up and up. And then February came. Your and birthday And it was all month, fine and dandy. Which we did some nice for And then March was exciting because I got to go see my niece and see some of my family and see some of my friends in Anchorage after being away for six months. Mm-hmm. And during that week that I was gone, all we did was read and look at the news about the pandemic and how things were starting to spread so much more in the U.S. And from the time I got back to now, it has been nothing but a fucking pandemic. (laughs) And it's just, I think I speak for a lot of people when it's just been a rough year it has been really hard it has tested my patience a lot and it's been lonely and it's hard when you live in a new place and we can't go do nothing we can't see anybody you know Mm -hmm. it's it's very hard and then on top of all that there's just so much guilt with me working at the hospital. It's like I don't want to go around people and I don't want to I don't want to see people that I know. I don't want to make new friends because who knows if I've been exposed or not. Who knows if, you know, I could just spread it along to somebody else. So when I'm not in a state of like anxiety about it it's like i'm in a state of being anxious and feeling guilty about spreading it along to somebody else Mm. i think it was that knowledge that made you because when i was start of 2020 was bad for me honestly i'm not gonna lie i wasn't excited for my birthday this is it had been the longest i had like not worked at all I'm thinking like, yo, my credentials is A1. I work with youth. Like, who wouldn't want to hire me? I'm amazing. And then I just started doubting myself. I was like, well, maybe I'm not as good as 
I think I am. Maybe I need to go back to the drawing board. And I got a job on the 10th of January. Still have that job. And then, you know, February came and it was my baby's birthday. And then Kobe passed away. RIP to Kobe and the Anatoly family. And and then the pandemic happened. I was like, pandemic? I'm thinking, pandemic? Fuck, pandemic? What do you mean, pandemic? You mean this shit's going to happen in U.S.? And I instantly thought, like, I am legend type shit. I was like, hey, pandemic? Oh, shit. They're about to be zombies. I'm about to have to get a dog. You know what I'm saying? We like, have a dog. But that ain't the dog that I need, okay? <laughs> Athena's lovely, but, like, goddamn it. She's not. She's playful. She want to play with the zombies and shit. And she, that's not what I need. And I don't want to. I don't want to choke out my own damn dog. I make you do it. Um, but it was, it's, I agree with you. It's been pretty rough. I ended up finding a different job with the state. You went through two job changes within a few months. I did. So, I mean, honestly, as rough as it's been for most people, I can honestly say that I'm counting my blessings uh, because I got a job with DHS. And then I got a job uh, with OYA, and I'm still with that job now. And it's it's been a a definite learning experience because it's a different role for me helping kids. Yeah, I'm helping kids now that commit crimes and trying to prevent them from staying out of jail and stuff like that. So you know, and Chris has had it, I think, a little bit better in some ways. Whether I don't know, maybe I'm going to assume, but I was seeing something recently about a girl was talking about her partner um, being like so into video games and, you know, Mm -hmm. and he's always playing video games with his friend and you have the headset and all that. And I was thinking about it and it's so true because you could be on there for a couple hours and you're talking to three different people. Sometimes more. Or you're playing with three different friends of yours. Or... Shout out to Mr. Ten Toes Down. Call uh, of Duty. Come, y'all. Y'all want this? Come get the smoke. <laughs> Carolina Vocals and Mr. Ten Toes. And my Bayo. Point, my point exactly being that you can just hop on a game. It's something that you guys all do together. It's something so easy to do. And it's just like keeping in touch and checking in. It's a hobby, versus, though. Versus for me... I get that it's a hobby, but what I'm saying is versus for me, me and all my girlfriends aren't playing Call of Duty and we're not checking in every night after work. All y'all got to do is tap in. I'll get off the duty. I'm going to get a whole nother Xbox if y'all want to tap in. <laughs> You're disregarding what I'm saying. I'm sorry. I apologize. So, you know what I'm trying to say. I do. Um, so, I saw that and I just thought I could relate to that a lot because it's like, yeah, sure, there's FaceTime and there's calls and whatnot, but... When it's something like a video game that it's like, you know, when you're a guy, maybe, I mean, girls play video games too, but yeah, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying from like my perspective with you, it's like when you're a guy, like that's one of your stress unwinds after work is it's like you come home, you, we eat dinner or what do whatever. And then it's like, you play video games for a little while and mm-hmm. you know, I have friends that a lot of my friends are nurses, so our hours are all different, for one thing, um, and everybody has a different day off and different this and that, and so it is a little bit harder to like keep in touch, and I know that I could do a lot better um, just calling and calling and whatnot, but it's just like, it's something that you're doing to entertain yourself at the same time you're getting to catch up with somebody. If I call somebody, I mean, yeah, sure, I could do my own thing, but the fact is is that you get to feel like you're doing something with somebody. And I, I think mean, that's the part that, that is... That is, that is true. And, you know, I, I'll definitely give you that. And, and not to, you know, disregard that at all. But I will say this. Like, you know, the video game thing is definitely a, a hobby uh, for me when I just want to, like, free... I don't want to think about much of anything. Uh, because I don't always tap in with you know people or no, you know, I know that. my nephews sometimes i'm just playing by myself and ever since i got these headphones i like i played the video game on mute because i just hear it in my head it's pointing how out loud but like sometimes it's just like when i play madden i don't really play madden to like just win all the time i just want to do certain things with certain players just because i know that um 
So that's like one of my hobbies. But I would say at least twice a week you're playing with friends. Yeah, well, actually sometimes more. Or more. Or more. I'm so definitely tapping in at least three to four. That's what I'm trying four. to say. Is yeah. It's like, and that's the thing. And so it's like, yeah, sure, I can call my friends and I could do my own thing on the side. But it just isn't, it isn't giving you that satisfaction of like doing something with somebody. Which is why like I FaceTime my sister a lot. Yeah, you know? but we love Liberty though. I, I FaceTime Liberty sometimes. But what that's but what I'm saying is like I FaceTime her and we do something together on FaceTime, like we cook or we bake or we mm-hmm. do a puzzle or we whatever we do. Do you think it's difficult to like just shoot people that you used to hang out with in Anchorage like a quick text or just call them like, Hey, there's no reason I'm calling, just checking in and then like bye? Or is that too I'm not going to say too much. It was just like, oh, you know that they're busy type thing. It's just one of those things where that's what I'm saying. It's like, I could do better. I could do better. Well, not just you, but I think think one thing that this pandemic can show me, like, that's something I've been doing for years. I call random people just because. Yeah. I've never, I've I've just never been one of those people, though. And I I learned, I I learned that about you early on. Like I'm gonna. You're call always and, I'm on gonna, the phone. Yeah, I'm gonna call and tap in. Uh, if I'm driving, I'm thinking about somebody right now. Uh, I'm gonna call and tap in. But that's not that hasn't always been me. Yeah, I've always been on the phone. Uh, but it wasn't until I got into the field that I was in, you know, working with the kids that I work with. Yeah. And realizing that yo, some adults might be having some like you know, mental issues with what's going on. So to just hear a familiar voice and be like, yo, I'm just, how the kids? How you doing? What's up? And it's random to people. But at the same time, like, that could have been the difference between a good and a bad day. I was like, oh, man, right. my, my homie Chris called today. I ain't talked to Chris in like five years. I didn't even know he still had my number. You know, we all get busy. Um, and I think back to like, even middle school, when you do the yearbook, I'm like, keep in touch. Uh, and how many people never really mean that shit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They just say it because it's like a nice thing to say. Um, for the people who have ever wrote, keep in touch with me or even said it, <laughs> I take that shit to heart. So don't ever say it to me if you don't really mean it because I probably will call you on your birthday. Yeah. Uh, I probably will text you on Thanksgiving. Chris is really good about calling people. I will say that. And it's helped me a lot. Yeah. I mean, I call you even though you don't want to talk to me. Sometimes we should be, should be riding two minutes. I'm like, so... I, like, I don't have nothing to say. I was like, so, but you, but you just got off of work. And just I'm just want to listen in silence? I mean, are you listening to your podcast? That's why I'll be asking. It's like, oh, well, yeah, okay. Well, I won't inter- you know, interrupt you. Are you awake? Because where we live at, like, Chloe got to drive like 20 minutes. She'd be in traffic for like 30 minutes. I'm like, damn. I would want to work 12-hour shifts, and then I got to sit and watch yeah. these fools who can't drive. But I think all that's to say is that we could all be a little bit better about staying in touch. Or maybe the pandemic has helped you stay in touch more with people. Um, so that's one thing. But I think, I just think. That's that just my the, point of view, though. I think the loneliness and just the the fear of the unknown, I guess I would say, has been what has made this year very difficult. Right. Um, we're very glad that we didn't plan to get married this year anyways because I think that would have just been a lot of extra stress for no reason. To what do you mean cancel. extra stress? We just wasn't getting married. We just, it well, wasn't going down. To, but we'd had to cancel and postpone and people could have had tickets already. Who knows? Like it's just it creates so much extra for just it just is a lot on top of whatever what is already happening. Yeah. So I'm just glad that we didn't have that. But at this point, um, we're basically, honestly, we passed the year mark of when COVID like became a thing. So true. Who knows what this next COVID-19 is one years old. What are we going to do to celebrate (laughs) COVID-19's birthday for all y'all who like to celebrate one year old birthdays? It's already passed. Well, I know. It was like it was the 11th ago. It was 11th, wasn't it? Or 19. No, it was 11. 17. I don't know. We don't know. COVID COVID-19 is one year old in a few days. Anyways, check in with your people. Yes, definitely check in with your people. Oh, fun fact. What is something that you want to tell the people about me? Fun fact about Chris. Fun fact about Chris? 
I told you already I didn't like to be put on the spot like this. Well, neither do I, but damn it, <laughs> it happens sometimes. You got to learn to adapt. <laughs> Fun fact about Chris, he puts cheese on most all food groups. So That's actually not false. Exactly. I have seen this man put cheese. He puts cheese on rice. He puts cheese on ramen. Eggs, ramen, yeah. He has put cheese on my curry before, people. I just wanted to see what it would taste like. It didn't taste very good, but... I'm just throwing it out there. He puts cheese on a lot of stuff. Fun fact. I actually got to cut back on the cheese. You know what I'm saying? It sits in your belly wrong. You know, make your stomach go... But anyway, uh, fun fact about Chloe... And I know this this early on. Chloe is uh, has an idea of what she wants when we go shopping, but she is very indecisive. Um, and then, uh, you know, like most women, they have no That's idea. That's just me being a Pisces. They have no idea. Can't make up what my mind. they want to eat. I'm like, oh, babe, what do you know? But I think that's all women. So, but you know, no woman wants to no no wants to know what they want to eat. But um, like even when we go for hikes, and it's like two different trails. And she goes, babe, where you going to go? I was like, oh, let's go left. I was like, well, I wanted to see this. What you asked me for? I don't know. What is, which way you want to go? What? Oh, <laughs> damn. It's all good. So I, I, that's a fun fact about Chloe. And so, yes, we will definitely be giving you guys uh, fun facts about us. Um, just so you can learn a little bit more. Some of you don't even really care. And so I acknowledge that you don't care. Um, so I think that's good. Yeah, but... We're going to, we have a list of some like pretty serious topics that we'd like to discuss at points and we would kind of like to have these, you know, like a fun fact or like an unpopular opinion that we think is funny that we agree with, um, just to kind of lighten up some of those conversations, I think. Yeah, I think, speaking of unlightened, what is your unpopular opinion? I don't think I have one, but I want to try but you know what mine is, and you want me to say it. I do want you to say it, just because I think it's hilarious. All right. Unpopular opinion, y'all. Not really a Starbucks fan, and I think Starbucks is very overrated. So. Wow. The hate is real. So. <laughs> the hate you know, is living, real. Living in Anchorage for, what, eight years? Who? You or yeah, me? Yeah. Oh, oh, eight years. Okay. Kind of kind of ruined the um whole starbucks thing because there's a coffee hut on every corner and they have good coffee you know what you want to know why because it's fresh roasted every day from kaladi's that's where most of them coffee huts get their coffee i uh, worked at kaladi's cafe darte is good too kaladi's shits on cafe darte no because cafe darte is the one that was by our most recent place in anchorage and i actually went there like very frequently okay they were all right too okay but kaladi's pretty much they monopolize anchorage or they monopolize alaska for the most part cafe darte they be trying all i'm saying alaska knows how to do it in the coffee game so shit you would too if it was negative 30 degrees outside <laughs> in the winter time <laughs> just grew up i guess too like that's the other thing is where I'm from, never had Starbucks. So, sure, I had it occasionally here and there because I, you know. It's funny that you say that because when I took you home, he's like, I need some coffee spot. I was like, uh, I don't know if we got that like that here. <laughs> We're not going to like none of that. So, we pulled up to a coffee spot and we she got like a little latte or something, like something simple. And it was oh gross. Oh, my gosh. It was so hard to find coffee <laughs> in Car- North Carolina. In Fayetteville, North Carolina. At that. <laughs> we that had wasn't Starbucks. Starbucks. That was not. That wasn't that, Starbucks. That was the problem. Like, I literally went a whole day without drinking coffee because I just did not want to go to Starbucks. Man. So. Talk about stubborn. Sorry to all the Starbucks lovers, but. Unpopular opinion. That's just an unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion for me. Do you have one? I love the culture. Fuzz good, but it ain't all that. I'm <laughs> shit. I'm so sorry to my you cultural don't like friends. Pho? I mean, uh? I'm. I mean, I. I feel like pho is for the people who are very intoxicated and need something on their belly and it does like I'm, no. I'm but I'm also not a soup person either so that's probably You're not why a I soup don't person he's really not find so. that find all that it's good though I've tried it I don't wow. dis I don't disregard it wow it's amazing um 
Yeah, I came out and said that. <laughs> I apologize to my <laughs> Vietnamese family. <laughs> Don't hate me. Please keep inviting me. Um, popular well, opinion. If you are a racist, like Muslims don't eat pork, you are not allowed to eat any cultural food. Popular opinion. That's just that's my opinion. I just that's just me. Muslims don't eat pork. Uh, 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 what else is another cultural thing like that? All black people don't eat chitlins. Okay, uh, fat bat is great in the South and soul food. White people who are racist. And don't believe everybody should come in this country and be united and work for a better life. The only thing you are allowed to eat is wheat bread. Because <laughs> you grow that shit on the farm. You know, that's it. If you're a racist, I, that's how I feel. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? I think me and racist people got a few things in common. I like Luke Combs. I like Zach Brown Band. Um... I like a few things. I like Stevie well, Ray Vaughan. Not every racist person likes those same people. Touche, Chloe. So, Touche. I, I stand you're, corrected. You're stereotyping. I am stereotyping. I apologize for stereotyping. But yeah, I don't think... I think racist people who... They should not eat tacos. They shouldn't eat Chinese food. They shouldn't... Eat, they don't really believe and like these people. So why would you even eat their food? You don't like black people? You shouldn't you shouldn't fry another motherfucking chicken wing. Touche. But um Yeah, I then think we'll wrap this up. That's my most popular opinion. So yeah, uh if you have any request topics you want to talk to us about, email us at 2020pointofview at gmail.com. It is spelled exactly the way it sounds. <laughs> I failed the spelling bee. My sister, Don't Chrissy like Austin, is, she's, she's better than this. So I'm going to try this. It's 2020-2020.point.of-view. Uh, v is it I-E? W? Yes. Yeah, there we go. Point of view at gmail.com. Feel free to email us uh, topics. Let us know what you think. How you feel about the episode? This is the first episode, but it will not be the last. Yeah, um, we're just kind of we're we're testing out this app, and we're testing out our voices. And my voice is sexy. We're just kind of doing this whole test run. I know so. you like listening to me. You can hear it in your dreams. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, guys, if you have any topics that you'd like us to discuss, email us or just DM us because. We will do that, too. Yeah. Um, but we do have a list of some stuff that we um, do want to kind of create some content towards. So we'll be working on that. And um, that's about it. That is it. Um, and if any, my sign off is, if anyone hasn't told you that you are awesome today, you are awesome. And if nobody else loves you, I love you. Oh, all right. Bye, guys. <laughs>